So we're talking about prepared. We're talking about prayer. I'm going to hit some highlights, but I, the Holy Spirit gave me something this morning that's just going to, going to get you. You're going to be ready. Listen, if, if, I, if it gets you, you know, if somebody said, well, he was on my toes this morning. I'm on my toes. Okay? I, I'm preaching to me today. You're going to get the overflow. All right, all right. So here we go. We're going to talk about prayer, prayer, prayer. It's time to pray for our nation, pray for our state, pray for ourselves, pray for, our, for uh, all the countries of the world. It's time to pray, and we're going to talk about how to pray and just help you a little bit. And so we're going to do our foundation scriptures, Luke 18, 1. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to pray and not lose heart. How I many you know the battle is here? Okay? Your spirit, man, is supposed to be stronger than this here. Your spirit is supposed to be strong. You feed your spirit the word of God. You pray in the spirit. You ask God, the Holy Spirit, to comfort you and strengthen you. Amen, amen? And then you can, you don't quit. If there's something that you're lacking or you're believing God for, there's no quit in you. I say it all the time. <coughs> if you play out sports or whatever, as an athlete, it's better to have uh, a good offense can beat a good defense all day long. Why? Because the defense don't really know what the offense is going to do. They might try to guess and figure it out. Do you know the devil's trying to figure out your next steps? And guess what? He'll put words in your mouth so he can lead you. Well, this is terrible. It's looking bad. I don't know what we're going to do. Hmm? And he'll put a thought in your mind, and you have to stop it, and you have to tell it to get out. But how does he know that his thoughts are working on you? Because he's not a mind reader. Only God knows your thoughts. But he hears you say what he told you. And he sees the countenance on your face. When that thought goes through, you're not going to make it. You give up. He can see it. But God said you're an overcomer. God said that you're more than a success, that you have the victory in Christ Jesus. Can I have a better amen than just the one that whispered? All right. Can you, let's just say it. I have the victory in Jesus Christ. So I'm living in the victory. Now, I know everybody wants to go, well, Pastor, I don't see any victory. We're not seeing victory. We have victory in us. We know we have victory. That's the place we've got to get to. So let's look at our, our next foundational scripture is uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice always. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who dies or what's the old saying, what hair lips the Pope. Don't matter. It's me and Jesus. And if bad things happen, I'm going to win. Amen. What if you die, Pastor Brett? I'm going to heaven. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. Come on. But you know what? There's things for me to do, and there's things. There's some battles I got to face. Huh? Yay. We're going to talk about that, too, so we'll get to there. So rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't go 20 minutes without praying. And I don't pray more than 20 minutes. You had not got to pray three days. 
Just always just talk to the Lord, always talk to the Lord. Driving down the road, talking to the Lord. Just walking through the house, walking through the house, you're talking to the Lord. You're meditating on God. And then you sit down and really have some quality time with him. We'll, talk, we'll get to that. And then 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You don't give thanks for the ugly circumstances you're going through. You give thanks that God's going to get you out of this. Amen. You're thankful that you know Jesus. That you're not without hope. How many of you know people that are hopeless? They're just always negative. I knew that was going to happen because it always happens to us. Mm. 19, do not quench the spirit. Did you know you can quench the spirit of God? Well, God's all powerful, Pastor Brad. He can do anything. No, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. And he will not override your will. And if you won't change, repent your thinking, change your words, and change your life, he can't help you. But God can do anything. No, he cannot. We already we talked about that last time, that Jesus could do no mighty works in his own hometown because they didn't believe in him. Jesus, who did miracles everywhere he went. So we have got to change our thinking about some things. Well, if God wants me to have it, he's just going to give it to me. No, he will not override your negativity. He will not override your doubt and unbelief. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm talking to me too. Well, you got doubt and unbelief? Yes, sir. It creeps up on me too. It creeps up on all of us. We have to be full of faith and we have to build our faith up. We have to exercise our faith. Well, I knew Aunt Mary passed away and I, I, I know she loved God. Well, she may have loved God, but she may not have ever, ever released her faith. Or if she did, she may have dug it up. Do you know you can dig up the seeds of faith in your life? There was one pastor that was, was ministering, and he said this guy in his church loved God and committed suicide. How does that work? The man could not believe that God could forgive him of everything that he's done. And he would talk to him about the Lord and counsel with him and counsel with him. And you know, Jesus loves you. And he would begin to cry and weep. I love God. I love God so much. But I don't think he loves me. And he would give him scripture after scripture. But he couldn't tear down that stronghold. That's a stronghold. When you won't let the word of God change how you think, it's a stronghold. There's a stronghold. I can't ever get ahead. I don't have any money. We don't ever have any money. We don't have enough. We're not. That's a stronghold. Oh, somebody's going to get sick. It's going to be us. That's a stronghold. And he had a stronghold that the love of God, that God's love wasn't good enough for him. It wasn't good. And, and he killed himself. Isn't that horrible? But the pastor said, I know he loved God. Because every time we sit and talk, he would just weep and weep about how, how much he loved God. We got to be. We got to watch ourselves, okay? Um, you know, and so we cannot quench the Holy Spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain. Abstain from every form of evil. That's just good stuff. And then Hebrews four sixteen says, "Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need." That gentleman could not receive the mercy of God. But it says right there, he was full of guilt. If you're full of guilt today, you can go to the throne of grace and obtain mercy to help you in time of need. Amen. But you know what? We're just like Adam and Eve. 
Adam and Eve ate of the fruit in the garden. And what's the first thing they did after they ate the fruit? They ran and hid because they were guilty. They ran and hid. Covered themselves with fig leaves. I bet they wanted to put one over their head. You know? You can't hide from God. And you, you think, you know, well, I'm not going to church because I'm guilty. And I'm not going to pray because I'm guilty. You know God knows you're guilty. And he still has mercy for you. God knows your thoughts and how ugly they are. And every time you wanted to slap somebody last week. But he still has mercy for you. And even if you acted on that, repent and he'll have more mercy. Mercy. Our God is merciful. And you have access to the throne of grace. Amen. The throne of grace. We have access. So when we pray, we can enter into the throne of grace. Where do you enter in? Well, I'm just sitting at the house and just begging God and acting God. No. no? You, got, you got to in your heart enter in before God and get serious with some prayer. So let's go to number one. Prayer is not trying to get God to do something. Write that down. Prayer is not trying to get God to do something. And you know what? I'm guilty of that. But, but here's the thing. We can stand on the promises. We've talked about that, and that's what our Scripture says. But here's the change of thinking and not getting God to do something, but get us into a place to receive what Jesus has already done. Amen. You're not good enough, but that's all right. Jesus was good enough, and he's your champion. He did it for you, and he's given you his credit card. He's given you access to everything that he paid the price for. But guess what? Nobody in this room knows everything that he has done for them, and nobody in this room's walking in everything that he's done for them. That's why I don't care how young you are in the spirit, how old you are in the spirit, there's another step. There's another step. And there's a deeper walk with God that God wants to take us to a deeper place in him. But it's already been paid for. We have to access it. We have to receive it. It's not earning it. It's believing and receiving it. Amen? Amen. So, so, so we're going to talk about some of the things that we have to deal with. But one and two will rip through right quick. He's already done. You know, I wish, I wish somebody would, would, I wish Jesus would die on the cross and pay the price for this. This problem I have, he already has. You see what, where I'm coming from with this thinking? Lord, if you don't do something, people pray that way. He's already done it. Find out what he has done, put it in your heart, and pray it. Father, I see in your word that Jesus died on the cross. Psalms 103, 1 through 5. Are you tired of hearing that? I'm not. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. Come on, he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Everything that he's done for us, it's been given to us, and he has that for us. Amen. Come on, it's good. It's, 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 it's good. So we need to get a hold of it. It's us getting in agreement with what God has done, the word of God. So let's look. We use the scripture all the time. Hebrews 4.18. Let us therefore come boldly. What I said it already. Uh, I'm sorry, wrong. 2 Peter 1.4. 2 Peter 1.4, by which... Which he has granted to us his precious and great promises, very great promises, 
So through him that you may be able to be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in this world because of sinful desire. You got saved because of a promise. What promise was that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm a whosoever. Are you a whosoever? Yes, you are. That's how you get saved. You believe that God sent Jesus into the earth. It's the same way you receive healing. It's the same way you walk in the blessing of God. Okay. Number two. Prayer is communication. If you're going to communicate with somebody and you do all the talking, do you know, okay, you ever talk to somebody and they just talk and talk and talk and talk and you just kind of zoned out? God doesn't zone out, but God wants to say something. And all you're talking, will you let God speak to you? I'm picking Cody and Sierra's little girl. I walked in the side door. I'd been in and out this morning. And when I walked in, she lit up like a light bulb when she saw me. I knew she wanted to talk. And she began to rattle. And she began to talk. And I've had two girls, and they just, yeah, bye, 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 you know. And I'm going, really? And she goes, that's right. And I said, you're kidding. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm just going on with her. And it's so cute. She just talks. She's excited about kids' turn. And they're in the house today. We'll, we'll recognize them in a minute. But she was talking about yesterday and all the fun she had. And she's excited. Now, 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 that's good. But if I have something to say, she's got to let me talk. You've got to let God talk. Communication. And God's always speaking. And we need to learn to hear his voice. And so, and, and I might dwell on that just for a second, but it's, it's, it's out of a relationship. Uh, relationship. In John 15, 7. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you desire and it will be done. You are abiding in him and him in you. So how, how, do, we, how do we do that? We know his word and we listen to the spirit. I believe the greatest revival that's going to hit the earth is people who know the word and are led by the spirit. I know people who know the word, but are not led by the spirit. They can quote the word to you. As a matter of fact, they can cut your feet off and your ears off and everything with the word. But the Bible says the letter of the law killeth, but grace, it's the grace in the word that brings peace and joy and love. But, but hear me, hear me. It's, it's the spirit of God moving. And I know people that are led by the spirit and they, they hear his voice, God, but their doctrine's all jacked up because they don't know the word or they don't rightly divide it. It's people who can rightly divide the word and be led by the spirit. That's what's going to lead to revivals. Say, that's me. Now, it may not be you yet, but by faith, you're prophesying. Say, that's me. That's me. Sorry, I'm sorry if I get in a hurry. I said, that's me. That's me. But that's you. There you go. We want to be that. So, so, so many people struggle with their flesh trying to hear the, the voice of God. Oh, God, I need, I need an answer. I need to hear you, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. And you're trying everything in your mind and everything, and you're just standing around, you're stomping, and you're waiting on God to speak, 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 and he's wanting you to get still, 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 still. Be still and know that I am God. So the problem is when you're in that situation, it's probably going to be tomorrow when the Lord speaks to you when you're driving down the road, 
And then it's going to just drop into your spirit and you go, that's what I will, that's the answer I need. And why couldn't you hear it? Because you're too, you're struggling too hard to hear the voice of God. We're all guilty of it. When it said to wait on him. You know, wait upon the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. What does that mean? Just, I'm going to wait. I'm gonna, let me get situated here. I'm going to wait on the Lord. Nope. You're going to lunch today, and I, if the waiter does not wait on you properly, you're going to be ticked. Well, to wait upon the Lord means to minister to him and love on him. And Father, I just thank you. I'm just here to minister to you, and I want to rest in you, and I want to just relax in you and let you speak to me. Lord, I know, I know there's a lot of problems in my life, but forget all that. Forget all that. Let's go to number three. We're going to camp out here a minute. So stay with me on number three. A prayer of faith is not a struggle. I had about seven points, and I had pulled it back to three because I knew we had a lot going on today. But as I was meditating this sermon this morning, I was sitting, I don't know what time it was, time changed, but prayer of faith is not a struggle. Okay? We must learn to enter into the rest of God. Matter of fact, Hebrews says to work, to enter into his rest. It's kind of like an oxymoron. How do you do that? Because we're supposed to rest in God. James 4, 2 said, let me put it on the screen. You desire lust. A lot of, when I used to teach youth and, and you say this scripture, lust, they'd all start giggling because people obtain, think lust is sex. But lust is strong desire for anything. Chocolate, chocolate ice cream, you know, bologna sandwich, fried bologna sandwich, whatever. Nobody desires that, do they? So you lust and you do not have. You murder and covenant covet and cannot obtain you fight and war you're mad because what somebody done to you you're mad because God hadn't done it yet you're frustrated ah! I don't act like y'all don't do that yet you do not have you do not have because you do not ask you just well, I thought it'd be better by now. Ah. Or you ask, verse 3, and do not receive because you, don't, you ask amiss or you don't ask properly. You're asking out of frustration. You're asking out of, uh, uh, out of, you're not entering into the rest is what we're talking about. You ask amiss that you may spend it on pleasures. Oh, boy, we, America is full of pleasure. Oh, Lord, I'm believing for that. I'm believing for that ski boat. Woo! If I just have that ski boat, well, you, oh, my. God will give you the ski boat without asking. He knows the desires of your heart. You need to be asking to build the kingdom. And when you start building the kingdom, then he adds a ski boat. When you start building the kingdom, he adds a new car. Okay? I found that out. So, so when we look at this, uh, Man, we, we gotta we gotta chill our attitude with people. People are not your enemy. The enemy is the devil. He's your enemy. 
So we're going to go to Hebrews. And chapter 3, if you want to turn there in verse 18, we're going to go to 3, 18, 19, and then into Hebrews 4. But it says, and it's talking about the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. They went through the Red Sea, and they're walking through the desert. They weren't supposed to have been in the desert for two weeks because they couldn't obey God. Uh, they, they had to spend 40 years in the desert till all the parents died out. And the kids got to go in the promised land. Okay? And he says, to whom did he swear that they would not enter into his rest? The promised land is his rest. Well, that doesn't make sense. They had to battle at Jericho. They had to battle over here. They had to fight for this. They had to fight for that. But they fought from rest. Our God's got us. What, what did, the, did the, 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 the two spies came back that had the positive report? We are well able. That's from rest. That's exciting. We are well able to possess this land. And the 10 goes, we are grasshoppers in their sight. How do they know what they see? That's what they saw in their, in their heart, in their mind. We're grasshoppers. We're weak. We can't do anything. Oh, we're not going to make it. And the other two are going, let's go. And they got to go. Verse 19, so we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. Well, what are you saying, Pastor? Unbelief is not resting in God. It's not trusting. So here's what the Lord spoke to me this morning. Get your pen out. A prayer of faith is not a struggle. It's not struggling, but surrender. Amen. We got to surrender to God. Listen, in all your struggling, why aren't you a millionaire right now? In all your struggling, why aren't you in total health right now? In all your struggling, how come your life's not just just pancakes and roses and candy. Because you can't do it. We got to learn to surrender to God and his word and surrender to the peace of God and to the joy of God. No matter what's going on out here, whatever your however you was raised, whatever somebody did to you, it doesn't matter. You got the rest of God. You've got the peace of God. I'm surrendering to God. I'm not going to struggle with those people. I'm not going struggle to struggle at my job. I'm not going to struggle in my marriage. I'm going to rest in God. I'm not going to struggle with cancer. Not going to struggle with sickness. I'm going to enter into his rest and I'm going to surrender. My goodness, when we surrender, I surrender all. I surrender all to Jesus. Somebody had some revelation and we just sang it without knowing what it was about. I surrender all. We got to learn to surrender. I almost preached the whole sermon on surrendering. But we need to learn to surrender in prayer and surrender to what the Word of God has said. And if we don't know the Word of God, it's our place to go and feed. Just like I said last Sunday, you're going to eat lunch. Are you going to sit down at that plate of food and you're just going to open your mouth and expect that fork to go in it? No. Just like the children of Israel went into the promised land, they entered into his rest. They still had to battle, but they fought from the rest of God. They fought from the peace of God. No matter what circumstance, remember we read, pray always, no matter what circumstances, we're going to rejoice in the Lord. I've had people say, I know you're going through some stuff, but how you still got that on you? A smile on you, because I'm, I'm trusting God. Amen. How do you do a loved one's funeral? 
You know, I sang at my grandmother's funeral. I sang at a bunch of grandmother's funerals. Because I know where they went. I know where they're at, and I'm resting in God. So you've got to learn to, to operate from the rest of God and not be mad, not be in friction, not having struggles, not being worried out, you know, cares of this world. The Bible says the cares of this world bring unbelief and they will choke the word of God. Mark 4, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. Do you know most rich people don't have to worry about the deceitfulness of riches it's poor people that are struggling with the deceitful. I want to be rich. Ah! But when you learn to trust God, more than enough starts happening. Amen. That's the place you want to be is in more than enough. More than enough. More than enough. And God's wealth, and you will, well, I know those people, they don't serve God and they're wealthy. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, and that day's coming. Y'all best get ready. And just, you know, there's nothing wrong with wealth. As long as wealth don't have you. Have you ever seen somebody with a new car and it has them? I tell the story about this boy. He had, he had red hair and I was probably about a sixth grader, seventh grader. Seventh through twelfth was in the same section. We were in the seventh grade and he had that hair combed back and it was looking good. And oh boy, hey man, I bet I messed his hair up. And we took turns messing his hair up. But it was his God. And oh, he'd try to chase us, but he's too quick. Bunch of punk boys, you know, Jack. But you have somebody that, that takes shoes off before you get in my car. What? I got my own car. I'm riding with you. I'm riding in my, you know, take your shoes off. Don't, 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 don't get anything. Don't mess my seat up. Don't touch your dash. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it all slicked down. Don't touch it. Don't be any fingerprints on my dash. What? I'm not riding with you. People worship their things. We do not worship things. We worship the creator. Amen. We do not worship people. We worship the creator. Amen. And so, so as we're looking at this, we have got to remember to surrender. So Hebrews 4.1, it says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering into his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but every one of us, me included, See, if I point the finger at you, I got three of them pointing back at me. There are, there are some of these things, that promises that I have not entered in or I've let slip. Are they falling? You hear me? And so we, can, we, have to, we have to be mindful. We have to be steady and be ready to receive and to go after and to plant the Word of God in our heart. And though verse 2 said, For indeed the good news was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. You know anybody that's not saved? Pray for them, but why are they not saved? Because they will not mix faith. But the word which they heard did not profit them, but they did not mix faith with those who heard and those who heard it. Here's a, here's, here it is. How do you know? Pastor Brad, how do you know that you're standing in faith for something? You have peace and rest. Oh, what we're going to do? That's not faith. Oh, you know, that's not faith. Peace and rest. When you know the word so much, so strong, and you believe it so strong, you got peace and rest about it. 
Because a lot of people give you head knowledge. A lot of people give you, uh, they think about it, but they, won't, they don't receive it in their heart and they don't stand on it and they go home and they cry about it. And they worry about it. Let's do one more scripture. 1 John 3.22. Well, Pastor, I, 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 I pray, but, you know, I, I don't know if I, if, if I can get it. This is your answer right here. This is how you receive. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. And to do those things which are pleasing in his sight, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Am I supposed to dress? Am I supposed to wear my top collar button so I can be holy? Am I supposed to cut my hair a certain way or not cut my hair or wear jewelry or not wear jewelry? Jewelry? I'm sorry, it's a bad commercial. And, and, and it, what do we have to do? This is what we have to do. Whatever we ask, we receive. Look at verse 23. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, the name of his Son, and to love one another as he gave us commandment. If you're not receiving, check your love walk. If you're still dragging up somebody. Man, I had a family member that their husband supposedly, it never was proven, cheated on them 30, 30 years ago. 30 years ago. And they were still. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me do the math. I wasn't even born. Are you still holding on to that? Check your love walk. Check your love wall. That's all you have to check. And then get your promises out. Pray your promises. What you ask, you will receive. And we need to believe, but we need to have a love walk. Amen? And we need to cast our cares. And we need to cast our worries. That's what it says, cast your care. Care is a worry. And so let me ask you this. And I'm going to close. I'm going to ask you if you know Jesus. But I want to talk just for a second. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. If I say a name, George Washington, what do you know about him? First president, wooden teeth. He didn't have wooden teeth. They, you know, chopped down a cherry tree. Huh? You know that about, you know that about George Washington? Wore a white wig. Huh? General of the Continental Army, you know that? Just because you know that, it won't save you. But see, that's why you have to believe on the name. When you talk about the name of Jesus, it's everything that it encompasses. That he was born of a virgin. That he was the son of God. He was the word that became flesh. And that he was born of a virgin. And that he lived a sinless life. And he went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He died on the cross for your sins. For your sicknesses. He carried your pains for your peace, for your joy. That's when we say in the name, believe on the name is that you're believing that everything that he is. Y'all believe everything that he is? If you don't, I want to give you an opportunity. So would you bow your heads? Why are you bowing your head? I want you to look in your heart. Do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today? If you do not know him, would you lift your hand for me? Say, pray with me, pastor. Anybody. Anybody, I see that hand. Somebody's coming back to Jesus. Anybody else? 
You know, if, you, if you've given your heart to Jesus a long time ago and you haven't been living for him, you can lift your hand as well because he'll take you back. You're making a commitment to him. I see that hand. Anybody else? Well, I want to pray this prayer together. If you'll pray it with us, I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I come to you realizing I need a Savior. I turn from sin and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died on the cross for me. I believe the Father raised Him up from the dead. And I believe in Jesus with all my heart. By faith, I make him my Lord. I receive the Holy Spirit to be my comforter, my strength to do your will, Lord. In Jesus' name, I believe I receive these things. Amen. So the Lord, these came back. And I believe the Lord's doing a work in you. Amen.